listening to Miller and Moulton, exclusively on the Florida Sports Network. And now, here's Mark Miller and David Moulton. Top of the morning to you. Final hour of Miller and Moulton in Lake City and surrounding areas. Tampa St. Pete and Port Charlotte to Venice. We're halfway home in the 239. The bonus hour begins one hour from now. It is back. Good, bad, and ugly. What's on tap today was the day when all that good stuff coming at you in our nine o'clock hour. If you don't get it, floridasportsnetwork.com, floridasportsnetwork.com, or take us in on Twitch, the Miller and Moulton Twitch.tv channel. If you missed it, Kevin Durant's a Phoenix Sun. That's right. That's right. Three players, four first round picks, and a pick swap. Yeah. Kevin Durant's in Phoenix. Kyrie's in Dallas. The deadline still got seven hours. Who else could get traded in these seven hours? I mean, supposedly Toronto was cleaning house. Well, what's up, Toronto? Haven't done a thing. Come on. Get with the program. Kevin Durant in Phoenix. Kyrie in Dallas. He had 24 last night. They beat the Clippers in Los Angeles. Led start to finish. Huh? Huh? This league's getting interesting all of a sudden. Lakers even made a move. Roster's not bad. Really isn't. Now, they're in a hole, but, I mean, do you really want to see them in a play-in? I mean, I mean, imagine you're Denver. You're the one seed in the West. You end up with the Lakers in the first round with a healthy AD to go one-on-one against Jokic. I mean, this league could get pretty damn entertaining here the rest of this year. I will say, because of the moves and what's going on, the, you are right. The stretch drive will be interesting to see how the play-in works out. The team's trying to get out of the play-in games on both sides. So, and they're well, not the done other- yet. I, I, I mean, I, I believe that Toronto's going to clean house today. You know what's funny, though? They've done the worst thing for a general manager. They got They've the 10th. Won- they won some games here in the week before the deadline. They've won two or three in a row. And you're right. Now they're in the play-in. And they're like, you know, we're, we're a cute little team. Do we really want to break this up? I'm with you. I think Van Fleet gets traded today. I don't know. And I do think um, Owen will be there. Yeah. Oh, yeah. OG. He, OG, OG rather. gets traded because... Uh, and I actually think somebody out west will pick him up because they're going to need him to guard Durant. Yeah. Well, really if I if defender. I were Denver, I'd be all over that because I think Denver needs another defender. They don't defend all that well. I know it's a scoring league, but in the postseason, at some point, you've got to stop someone. And OG Ananobi also spreads the floor. Yeah. So does a Memphis or a Denver decide? Oh boy. Dallas, Phoenix, well, Memphis the Lakers needs, here are getting serious. Memphis just I would need a shooter more than a defender. They're fine defensively. They they run into scoring problems. So will the Heat do anything? They need a shooter desperately. Get either Bogdanovich, to be honest with you. What are you talking about? They have one. They're paying $90 million to have one. <laughs> just sitting on the bench and not even playing. I understand. Okay, hell, at this point, I'd settle for an Aaron Brockovich for the Heat. Get somebody who can shoot. So, little play on words there, but you get the idea. I got gotcha. you. Thank you. Thank you. So, uh, 3 o'clock this afternoon. So, about seven hours till that deadline. But, yeah, you're waking up. Kevin Durant's a Phoenix Sun. 
Tell you what, I, I credit Brooklyn. We said it yesterday. We're like, listen, they're meeting. That's not a good sign in and of itself. If the guy's all in, why do you have to meet with him? You walk up to him, you go, you okay with life after Kyrie? And if he goes, yeah, sure, I'll be fine. There you go. If you're having to meet with him, he's telling you, get me the hell out of here. I don't want to stay here. I didn't want to stay here during the offseason. You guys talked me into staying. See how well that worked out. Get me out of here. And they kept it quiet, and they did the deal. And will the Celtics rue the day? I mean, Mark, we talked about Phoenix has to win a title during this run. Well, you know who has to win a title? The Celtics. They're keeping their two young studs together. Smart move. You'll be good for the next five years. Absolutely. Yeah, you got to cut down the nets, so. <laughs> I mean, take a look up in the rafters. <laughs> they don't celebrate it? Eastern Conference Finals. What is it, one in 37 years, something like that? I mean, Bird's last title was 86. 86. So they won the one in, what was it, 2011. 08? Uh, the Celtics? Yeah. Oh, wait. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, wait. Sorry. And I thought Bird I thought Bird won in 87. No. The Lakers went back to back 87, 88. Bird's three titles were 81, 84, 86. The 86 team may be the best. They went 40 and one at home that year with a healthy Bill Walton off the bench. Ooh. Portland, by the way, the answer to the trivia question, who beat Boston in the in the garden that year? But so think about it. Since 1986, the Boston Celtics have won one championship. Now, they've been to the finals like four times. You know, they've been to the Eastern Conference finals like eight. You know, I mean, they haven't been terrible except uh, during the 90s there with with Patino. The last 20 years, they, they've been a pretty damn good, solid franchise. But they're the Celtics, for goodness sakes. That's like the Yankees. Ask a Yankee fan how the last 12 years have gone. You have to do that right at the 8 o'clock hour. Like, I need my phone to blow up with my Yankee friends that are going to start complaining. But it's you know I'm right. Oh, I know you are. I mean, that they live in a world that most fan bases don't. And we also talked about it since 1986. What is it, 6-1, to 7-1, to one, Lakers titles to Celtics? I mean, the Lakers have caught them, right? Aren't they tied for the same number of most yes. titles? Yes. Uh, 17, that's the number. <laughs> I mean, they take that stuff to heart. So that was the whale. They let them get away. Oh, let's see if they're right. And I wonder how many other teams were even involved in this. As you brought up earlier in the show, you think that there were teams that had more to, or at least the similar packages, if not better packages, to give to Brooklyn? Well, I think New Orleans' package could have been every bit as good, if not better, because the picks that the Pelicans could have added. Remember, they got picks coming from unprotected picks from the Lakers coming up here in this year's draft, I believe. I mean, that could be a lottery pick. You know, I I think New Orleans' picks could have been better, would have been better, at least more quickly than the picks that the Nets got from Phoenix. By the way, you can't trade picks 
in consecutive years in the NBA. So you have to stagger them. So like the four picks that the Brooklyn's getting, they're getting a first rounder in 23, 25, 27, 29. But as we've pointed out, 23 and 25, how good are those picks? Probably in the mid to high 20s. So, you know, maybe you can get a, you know, a decent player and maybe a starter. But it's tough to expect that you're going to replace Kevin Durant with picking 26th. So, but, but, you know, Giannis went 15th. You know, we all got the stories. I, you know, I don't even know if Devin Booker was a lottery pick or not. You know, I mean. No, it happens. Yeah. It happens. Right. But it's really difficult. Yeah. To find yourself a superstar if you're not picking in the lottery. So, you know, that was the big story. And I think Roger Goodell and the NFL should thank the NBA. Because otherwise, the big story today that everybody would be talking about is Roger Goodell saying that he's proud of the league's record on diversity and that the NFL officiating's never been better. And instead, that lasted about three hours. And that's because of the NBA. And I think Rod should, uh, you know, he should, he should probably go to a game at some point to show a little respect. Sit somewhere where he's visible, you know, and people go, hey, how about that? Roger Goodell taking in an NBA game. You know. Unfortunately, Phoenix like on a road trip because of the Super Bowl, so he won't be able to do it while he's in Phoenix the next couple of days. Ah, darn. Darn. Phoenix at home early next week. Maybe Raj could, you know, stay. Stick around. Monday night, maybe. How quickly do you think Raj leaves? Do you even think he spends the night in Phoenix the night of the Super Bowl or he's on the private jet heading back to New York? I I think he's on the jet. I think he's schmoozing. I think he's schmoozing. We've heard stories before from Pat that sometimes he's at dinner with Raj after the game. I think he's schmoozing. And, you know, what's the hurry to get back to New York? What, go back to the office? I mean, you got the company credit card, for goodness sake. You are the company credit card. I don't know. I mean, you know, you just, you're a couple hours away. You could drive into the mountains, you know, have a retreat for a couple days. Maybe you need four days of darkness after the Super Bowl. Exactly. You Visit and Aaron, Aaron Rodgers spend the week together. Commiserate. Rodgers goes, man, I got to decide whether or not to come back. Raj could say, yeah, you answered the phone calls from Jared and Kraft. Maybe Raj is the one delivering the food to him. <laughs> uh. So do you only get the food at night? Because, you know, if you open the door, you let the sunlight in. I mean, if you want darkness. and there's a, From what I read, there's a slot in the house for the food. But there's no <laughs> phone, so it's not DoorDash, so it's pre-ordered. Right. Because that's what someone texted yesterday. Wait a minute. No phones. How's he ordering food? Apparently, everything's all set up. A four-day darkness retreat, which sounds like absolute hell. Really? Four days in the dark. In the dark, (sighs) David. I understand. And you and I both look at our phone every 38 seconds to check Twitter for something. We do. So, first off, imagine losing this sucker for four days. Huh. I'd challenge you to lose it for a day. 
Oh, no, I could. I actually would surprise everybody in my life. I actually have no problem taking the phone and like not bringing it with me and going places and coming back. And there's 17 messages. People are like, where were you? I said, I left the phone back at the house. I 17 messages. You're that popular. I don't no, get no, 17 no, no. messages in a week. No, that's, you that's and Casio, only, that's only you and Casio start one of those, you know, joint text things and you start snide comments back and forth. Next thing you know, I got 17 messages. Okay. 16 of them are from the two of you. Being snarky back and forth with one another. Okay, that's the only way my phone would have 17 messages on it. Is if I missed a group chat. No, hell, I don't I don't even know if I have 17 names in my phone. Jeez. Am I even following 17 people on Twitter? I barely am. Ah, Miller and Moulton. Matt Moscona will join us in 25 minutes. Is Derek Carr gonna be a saint? I'll ask him that and a few other questions coming up. Miller and Moulton. Welcome back to Miller and Moulton, only on the Florida Sports Network. Twenty-one minutes past the hour. Miller and Moulton, Florida Sports Network, FloridaSportsNetwork.com. Matt Moscona, New Orleans, Baton Rouge, dominating the airwaves. He just got a promotion earlier this week as well. He's now the boss, Mark. I saw that. Good for him. Yeah, yeah. good guy. It's been good to us. About fifteen or so minutes, we'll have him on, and we'll ask him. I think there's anything to this Derek Carter New Orleans stuff. And we'll also get him to explain a controversy that is raging within the borders of the state, which may go national tomorrow. Explain what it is, and it's something we could, you know, wait to see just how big a deal it becomes, or is it just kind of a Louisiana thing? Um, you and I kick quite a few things around. I mean, it's basically what we do for a living. And we throw ideas out there, but we also talk about expansion. Some, you know, NBA has room for two more teams. Major League Baseball has room for two more teams. And obviously with the whole Rays stadium situation, what have you, would they ever move or are they going to get their act together? And this way, Major League Baseball can move on elsewhere. So Jim Bowden, who I love. Uh, MLB Network Radio, but he also writes for The Athletic. And the reason I like him is, is he's an ideas guy. He's willing to throw stuff out there and take the heat that comes with it. Trades, ideas in the sport, and what have you. So he said, okay, if the A situation is going to get resolved here, either Oakland or Vegas, and if apparently, you know, before this decade's done, the the Rays are going to stay and get a new stadium. Well, then, okay, let's let's move on this expansion thing. And let's do exactly what the NFL did. 32 teams, eight four-team divisions. By the way, let's eliminate the leagues. So he's not only, A, expanding, but he's eliminating the leagues, which means geographic realignment. And, David, I think right there, That one sentence, I think you had people interested, excited, (laughs) excited though, because expansion, I think it's people, 
their ears perk up. Ooh, where, where are their new teams going to be? And then you punched them in the gut when you said you're taking the leagues away. Because if you're a baseball person, that is such a monumental move in idea. But is it actually that big of a move? Thank you, because what has Major League Baseball done over the last quarter century? Interleague play, and a lot of it. And beginning what? Was it last year or this year? Now you will play everybody. They're doing what the NHL is doing. Less division games, you know, the rivalries you really want to see. And no, 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 got to make sure Mike Trout and Otani come to your ballpark once a year. Or at least your team plays them once a year. I don't even think they can, you know, justify them coming to you, but at least they'll be on the schedule. Huh? Okay. So anyway, he says, by the way, to do this, you need to expand geographically. He said, we got a lot of teams actually west of the Mississippi. All right. We we don't need a team in Portland. And here's his case in point, Mark. Okay. I'm just going to go from west of the Mississippi. Here's how he realigned baseball. The Midwest Division. Cubs, White Sox, Brewers, Twins. Okay. If the Chicago sports fan can get over the Cubs and the White Sox being in the same division. So let me get this straight. You got Milwaukee, two teams in Chicago and Minneapolis. I don't know. That seems to be a great division. How about the Southwest division? You got the two Texas teams, Astros and the Rangers. Got the two Missouri teams, Royals and the Cardinals. Boom. Pacific Coast. Rockies, A's, Mariners, Giants. Which is fine when the A's go to Vegas, too. Yeah. Oakland it still Vegas, works. It works. Right. The West, by the way. Angels and Dodgers, obviously. Padres, Diamondbacks. Diamondbacks. Okay. So, I mean, got to admit, they, they all fit geographically, right? I mean, that works. Yes, it? absolutely. I mean, this isn't Dallas in the NFC East, right? I mean, you know, come on. Think or about the Falcons. It. Yeah, right. In the, in the NFC, NFC West. West. All those years. Man, come on. It was absurd. So now here we go. First off, the Southeast Division, Rays and Marlins fan. What do you think of this? Rays, Marlins, Braves, Nashville. That's kind of what I thought. One of the expansion would go into that division. What do you think? Rays, Marlins, Braves, Nashville. All right. Okay. Mid-Atlantic. This is where it starts to get a little controversial to me. Orioles and Nats, that makes sense. He says, in order to do this, I got to put a team in Charlotte. So I can tell you right now, the Braves think this is the worst idea in the world. Let me get this straight. You're going to put a team in Nashville and Charlotte? Seriously. How much you want to cut into our fan base, for goodness sakes? So Baltimore, Washington, Charlotte, Pittsburgh. Hmm. Yeah. You know, now you separate the Pirates from the Phillies, you separate the Pirates from the Reds, you know. So geographically, the Pirates are kind of, sort of, on an island here. The North Division. C Cincinnati and Cleveland are in the same division, Reds and Guardians. Tigers and Blue Jays across the border from each other, right? 
I mean, it's a little ways, but no. And Detroit and Cleveland close. Detroit, Cincinnati, two original, you know, the first team in each yeah. league. Okay. Yeah, the oldest franchises in each league, so to speak. Okay, now here we go. Here we go. You know what that leaves? Uh huh. Mets, Yankees, Red Sox, Phillies. I'm a Mets fan. I have no problem with it. I really, I, I, I don't have a problem with it. First off, in my lifetime, you know, the NL East, the Cardinals were were in the NL East. Okay? The Cubs were in the NL East. I mean, please. The, the Mets finished behind the Phillies, the Pirates, the Cubs, the Cardinals, the Expos. I mean, seriously. Then the Braves came. I mean, come on. They've lost a lot of games. Sorry, I just. So you keep Yankees, Red Sox together, and you keep Mets, Phillies together. And those are the biggest rivals of each. I mean, Yankees, Red Sox, obvious. But believe it or not, Mets, Phillies, the whole New York, Philadelphia sports fan thing, connected by the Jersey Turnpike. So now needless to say, Mark, baseball people think Jim Bowden just needs to be taken out back and, you know, stabbed. Is that crazy, though? No, it's not crazy. It's different. It mm-hmm. will really bother some people. No doubt. It will really bother Portland because they think they're the front runner for a franchise next to Nashville. Yes, absolutely. But what you have to do, though, is look at those 16 teams west of the Mississippi and go, well, okay, then one of them's got to go east and not fit. I mean, it, clearly there will be a team that geographically will not fit if you expand west of the Mississippi. And that's the case Jim Bowden's making. If you throw our teams up on the board, okay, we got too many to the left. Which is we a- need, you know, same thing in the NBA, by the way. Which is a problem people don't think they have. You think all the expansion's going that way because there are so many holes geographically, but what he's pointing out is the holes aren't really as big as one would seem. So I just wanted to throw that out there. You know, a little food for thought. I mean, once again, it's Super Bowl week. Nothing's happening. Uh, the game's Sunday. So, you know, we, this is this is what we've now realized. Unless you're at the Super Bowl on Radio Row. All right? Yeah, there's nothing going on. Talk about the NBA. We're talking about Major League Baseball, a little hockey. Oh, yeah, there's a game Sunday, 630. Hope you watch. Miller and Moulton. Matt Moscona. Back talking football next. Welcome back to Miller and Moulton, only on the Florida Sports Network. Two minutes until we're done in Lake City and surrounding areas, Tampa, St. Pete, Fort Charlotte to Venice. The bonus hour for those in the 239 begins at the top of the hour. Miller and Moulton, the Florida Sports Network, floridasportsnetwork.com. Matt Moscona is kind enough to join us once again. He does afternoons, New Orleans and Baton Rouge on ESPN Radio. He's now the boss. The (laughs) boss. Not to be confused with Springsteen. Follow Matt on Twitter, Matt Moscona, M-O-S-C-O-N-A. Good morning, boss. How are you? 
Hey, guys. Good morning. I'm doing well, thanks. Did you have a big first meeting when you were named boss? Did you bring everybody in and kill them with all the meetings you've had to sit through through many years on the other end of the desk and say, now here's how I'm running the show? Oh, man, there have been a lot of meetings this week for sure. But no, not doing the one big meeting, trying to meet with everybody sort of individually, lay out some uh, some expectations, but more so what, what I can do to help everybody else. But it, it is exciting. Our, our brand has grown uh, around our station for – you know, for a decade and a half now, and it's it's I've been there since they turned the lights on, man. So it's pretty cool to to be able to kind of help lead the next uh, the next generation of what's to come. So you didn't pull the Eddie Murphy in the bar scene. There's a new sheriff in town, and his name is Matt Moscona. You didn't pull that. I didn't. I did not. I had a little more low key. <laughs> hey, listen, we're gonna get to Derek Carr and the Saints in a minute. So. I'm guessing most people listening have no idea about the raging controversy that is going on in your state. Okay. Can you quickly sum up what you guys have basically spent the last couple of weeks uh, getting really bent out of shape and worked up about? Yeah. Um, yeah. I'll try to do it succinctly. So Dale Brown was the coach at LSU for 25 years, the basketball coach um, brought LSU really to heights. It's basketball program had never seen first, you know, time going to the Final Four, um, 13 straight NCAA tournament appearances, actually retired as the second leading, uh, second winning as coach in SEC history behind only Adolph Rupp. Um, coach Brown is now 87. About a year and a half ago, uh, the LSU Board of Supervisors voted to name the court in Dale Brown's honor, which the ceremony happened last January. Uh, fast forward over the, the ensuing months here in the last year, um, there is one board member in particular who is a, a wealthy woman of a, of a former politician in our state who uh, is pushing it, sort of quietly pushing this agenda toward, I can only assume, equal rights or whatever it may be, in an honor to co-name the court after the former women's coach, Sue Gunter. Now, the caveat, guys, is the idea of co-naming was brought before the board a year ago and they voted it down and chose to name it solely, you know, in honor of Dale Brown. Um, but this woman, her name is Mary Warner is very influential because she's very rich. And so she has pressured the governor of Louisiana, who of course uh, appoints the board of supervisors members uh, to push this through quietly. Although it <laughs> hasn't been quiet because people found out and people are enraged, but the governor persists because he's doing a favor for um, for a very wealthy supporter, and and in the process is uh, willing to take the the honor of a lifetime for Dale Brown and um, and sort of and dishonor him, which is very typical of Louisiana and and horribly <laughs> sad all in the same in the same time. Is it going to? I mean, at the end of the day, is this going to get done? The vote is scheduled to be tomorrow. Uh, the board has to now. The board has to put an agenda out um, legally uh, 24 hours before their meeting, which which is tomorrow morning. So I mean, guys, we're, it's 7:42 a.m. Central right now. So within the next few hours, I would imagine that you know, the board meeting agenda would be posted. So we'll know definitively. But because they're not going to take it to a vote if uh, <clears throat> if it's you know if it's not going to pass. But just logically, fellas, I mean. How in the world can a board that, that 12 months ago or, you know, 15 months ago voted to do this just all of a sudden have this change of heart? And that's, that's the most comical thing is the governor is pushing this, this narrative out there through his, his, 
his lackeys to say, oh, the board members approached me with this great idea, the great idea that the same board members voted down a year and a half ago. It's just, it's, it's so typical of our state. It's look, man, we're, we're good people and we throw a hell of a party and we're good at football, but there's a reason Louisiana is dead last in education and roads and crime and everything that you want to be good in we're last in and everything you want to be last in we're first in because of things like this. I mean, the governor of our state is, is, covertly trying to change the name of a basketball court like that's what he's spending his time on it's just it's it's embarrassing man but it's very typical louisiana well the quarterback play in new orleans has been close to embarrassing the last two years how about that for a segue huh hey professional radio guy you want a job (laughs) (laughs) um listen if you know the boss let me know so uh Here's what we don't understand. We understand why Carr might be interested in the Saints and the Saints interested in Carr. Why do they have to trade for him? He's got a no-trade clause. Can't he just go with Aaron Rodgers, sit four days in darkness, wait till the deadline expires, and just sign with you guys? Unless if there's another suitor. Um, that And listen, that's I've been very adamant. There is no way at all the New Orleans Saints should trade for Derek Carr. What people often forget is you're not just trading for the player, you're trading for the contract as well. And this year, his cap hit would be north of $30 million. The next two seasons, it would be over $43 million. Even if you rework a deal, do you really want to extend a player that by the end of that deal will be 35 years old? And let's be very honest, Derek Carr's best days are behind him. Is he a better option today than Andy Dalton? Yes. But why in the world, if you're the Saints, would you give up draft capital when when you have a lot of holes on your roster give up draft capital for the right to pay an aging quarterback past his prime who's the organization that knows him best is kicking into the curb to pay him that kind of of money it's that would be guys in my opinion if the saints trade for not not sign him as a freeze but if they trade for Derek carr give up draft capital to acquire a quarterback who is that is 32 years old and with that contract, considering the Saints already cap mess that they're in and the holes they have on the roster, it would be the worst decision personnel-wise that this franchise will have made since Mike Ditka traded an entire draft for, for Ricky Williams. It's It would be that unconscionable right now to make a deal like that because of how close this franchise is teetering on the brink of being the worst team in the NFL again. Well, and that's what I, Matt, you brought it up briefly there. They're in a cap mess right now. We were just talking about the Michael Thomas numbers that are coming down the, down the road here. They're going to have to cut players to make this work. So bringing out a contract is just a, another level of insanity, isn't it? They do it every year. And, and, I'll, and I'm, I don't want to be hypocritical and speak with, you know, with the benefit of hindsight, guys. But when Drew Brees was aging, this is, this is the process the Saints follow. I know a lot of people may not follow this because not every NFL fan follows the cap so closely. But – the Saints essentially were buying on credit for about a half a decade. They just kept restructuring deals and kicking the can down the road. And, you know, they would convert salary to a signing bonus and spread that out, out over years, even like voidable years at the end of deal. So the cap is a mess, but they kept doing it because they were in perpetual win now mode because they were trying to win a Super Bowl with Drew Brees before he retired. Well, they won a lot of games. We all know they didn't win another Super Bowl. And now they're stuck with this giant credit card bill, essentially without a Super Bowl to show for it. So 
You can keep doing that. I mean, they can make it work. They're $55 million over the projected cap right now. So they're going to have to cut players, restructure deals, do the whole thing just to get into cap compliance. And then you're going to take on this contract as well for a guy at 32 years old whose best days are behind him. It is completely nonsensical to do that. Now, if the Raiders cut Derek Carr and you can sign him to a more approachable deal and maybe something that's incentive-laden, fine. I'm all for that. Derek Carr's a better option than Andy Dalton, but every every deal has to be considered when, when you're considering the terms of the deal, and this one for a player like Derek Carr would make no sense. And Matt, the reason that this story interests us, you know, besides another opportunity to talk to you, but obviously Saints and Bucks are in the same division, and Saints and Bucks have pretty much the same cap situation. Tampa's well over yeah. 50 million over the cap as well, and they're in the same division. And we've asked Bucks fans for the last couple of weeks, hey, do you want to retool and try to win the worst division in the league? Or are you ready to tear it down and start over? Curious. What's the answer to that question in your state? Because where we sit, if I'm the Saints, I I bottom out for a year. I get my cap situation straightened out, and I begin again in 24. I think that's the that's the consensus among supporters and fans. But that's a tougher sell for Dennis Allen. Because if they bottom out in 2023 – is he back in 2024? So in his mind, he's thinking, I got to win now. I got to win games. Um, but realistically, guys, the Saints aren't Derek Carr away from being a Super Bowl contender. So even if you push toward 500, where really are you? You know, the, the, the general feel here has been draft a quarterback, re sign Andy Dalton. You know, be what you're going to be. Use your draft capital this year to, to try to retool the roster with young players and start building toward it again. The Saints have had success, successful drafts. It's been a hallmark. As the, the problem they've had is they've chosen to pay the wrong players. Like, you know, you keep Marcus Davenport around, but you let Trey Hendrickson walk in free agency. Well, that was a miss, but you drafted both guys. You know, like, they've been very successful on, dra- on, you know, on draft weekend. And they can do it. They can rebuild this roster through the draft, but they got to be willing to use that draft capital and maybe, maybe take a, you know, a step back to take two steps forward. Matt Moscona, ESPN Radio, New Orleans, and Baton Rouge. You can follow him on Twitter, Matt Moscona, M-O-S-C-O-N-A. Hey, congratulations on the well-deserved promotion. Congratulations on all of your and your station's success. And, um, hey, Super Bowl's coming in uh, in a couple years. Hopefully we'll see each other before then. I'd love it, guys. Always appreciate the invite. Thank you. Matt Moscona, kind enough to join us here on Miller and Moulton. But the word out yesterday that, uh, you know, Raiders have given Carr permission to talk to the Saints and that apparently uh, a deal is being discussed. And we're all in agreement. Well, why work out a trade? I mean, Mark, if I'm the Saints and you're Derek Carr, why would you want me to have to give up draft assets to get you if you've made up your mind? We've talked. We've talked contract, even though we're not supposed to. And, I mean, you know, why do you want me having to give up even a third-round pick? Because of what Matt just said. He's not worth the money on that contract. And he's not going to get that kind of money. That's why Derek Carr would do it. The money lumpy gravy. 
That's why. That's the only reason, David. Let me ask Bucks fans, do you want to lose Derek Carr to the Saints? I mean, Carr was linked to the Bucks for an hour and a half. I mean, we just laid it out. The teams are in damn near identical situations. Now, you could debate which roster is more ready to win now, but we all know it's the worst division in football, and looks like it'll be the worst division in the league next year, too. And I know it sounds silly, but what if what do you have to give the Raiders to get them? They're going to cut them. What do you literally have to give to get that quarterback to you in a trade? Well, also, if you're Tampa, you do the whole, hey, listen, you know, Florida, taxes, I mean, you know, you're scheduled to make whatever. Well, you know, we could pay you this. And with the tax situation, that's the same figure. I mean, you know, do, do the Bucks try to sell that? If you're the Bucks, though, do you want – Mark, you've been a Bucks season ticket holder two of the last three years. Would you want Derek Carr next year? Yes, more okay. than what's there. Not knowing what the alternative is, you're going to, you know, move Gabbard or, you know, Trask up. You know, like Washington announced yesterday, they're going to move Sam Howell up and make him the starter. Next what year. I'd like is maybe to hire an offensive coordinator first. Then there's that. Could we start the there? Way, we It'd be in a good place to start, yes. I mean, I have to admit I'd prefer the quarterback before the coordinator, but either one be good. Hey, Kevin Durant's a Phoenix Sun, in case you missed it. (laughs) Yep. Six hours, eight minutes left, the NBA trade deadline. That has delivered, thank you very much. Thanks. Russell Westbrook, Kyrie Irving, Kevin Durant, about 12 other players, about 19 other draft picks. There we're talking. And now, Toronto, we're talking to you. Time to start making some moves. You got to get rid of some of these players. How about Miami? How about Miami? How about a Bogdanovich? There's two of them. Pick one. How about an Aaron Brockovich? There's somebody. Somebody Jumper. that can make a three-pointer. Right. In heels or not, without. Whatever. Who the hell Let's is go. Aaron Brockovich? <laughs> Google it. It's a movie. It was a wo- female Julia that helped Roberts. a lawyer at a big case. Julie Roberts played the part in a movie. It was. Yeah. Gotcha. Julia Roberts. Okay. It's actually a really good movie. Yeah, and her tatas were hanging out the whole movie. So. <laughs> it's one of the reasons it was a really good movie. <laughs> so, there you go. Miller and Moulton. <laughs> Slow in parts, Felipe, so you're going to have to enjoy the scenery. And tatas. Thanks for listening right here on the Tata. No, the Florida Sports Network.